How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject. And what I actually want to talk about today is something that uh, generally I don't really talk too much about. Sorry, I'm pulling it up at the moment. Um, so there, I'm not gonna lie. I'm an emotional person uh, for the right reasons. <laughs> Um, I tend to get emotional about a lot of different things, what traditional people get emotional about, like sad things, um, some super awesome accomplishments for yourself, for your loved ones. Um, but, and like some things that starts to deviate away from like your typical male is like some certain movies, especially like cute movies. Uh, sometimes if there's like a, a beautiful message in the movie itself, they'll bring me to tears. And there are YouTube videos, inspirational YouTube videos that I like to watch that um, definitely every single, I don't know what it is, but every single time I watch them, they always get me emotional. There's uh, like three of them. I have a list. It started off with just one and it was a good friend of mine. His name is John. Uh, We were roommates a long time ago, well over 10 years ago now, uh, 13 years ago. And essentially... Um, we were hanging out one day and he was telling me that there's a song he listens to every single day or he tries to listen to as often as possible that really solidifies the type of life you should live as a person. And I was like, well, share with me. And he was like, okay, for sure. And that song is the sunscreen song. And so if you pull it up on YouTube, it's a, it's a phenomenal message. Essentially it teaches you to, uh, Appreciate who you are, love who you are, love the people that love you. Don't put too much importance behind the people that don't love you. Um, respect your elders, respect people in general. Um, don't beat yourself up. Don't try to compare yourself with other people. In the end, uh, the, the race of life is long and hard, but it's just with yourself. It's not against anyone else. Um, it's, it's just a phenomenal message. Teaches you about um, you know, loving your family, being as close and developing that, that relationship with them and with the, your, your bestest of friends, no matter how large of a geographical gap there is between both you and, and your close friends and family, you should always try to create, um, you should always try to shorten that distance by any means you can, either by calling them all the time. And I, I love listening to the song and I don't listen to it as often as I used to, And I definitely don't abide by everything all the time. Uh, I'm human. I make mistakes, but I try to, as much as possible, adhere to the the meaning of those words. Start off with that one. And then uh, fast forward maybe two, three, three years ago, I was introduced uh, to a, uh, it's, it's, I like watched it today and I got emotional. I I swear I can watch it every single time and it it just brings me to tears. But there's a famous scientist. I'm I'm a nerd. I'm a a big nerd. I love science. Astrology is like one of my, uh, or astrophysics, um, physics, excuse me. Um, It's like one, and astronomy, it's like one of my favorite subjects. I love, I'm fascinated by space. Space is like one of my, since I was a kid, it's been always one of my biggest fascinations. I just, to try to grasp the vastness of the universe is just, it's no mind can really comprehend it. And 
we really are just a speckle of a speck out like in the universe. But essentially there's a famous astrophysicist by the name of Carl Sagan. He passed away. He was the original host of the cosmos. Actually funny enough, if you've ever watched cosmos and you enjoy it, it's hosted now by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, but it was his idea and he helped spearhead a lot of uh, projects that are, are pretty important. Actually one you probably heard on the news recently was the Voyager probes voyager one and two and uh he helped kind of uh develop these projects essentially they were probes to be sent out into the solar system to kind of measure and take record of all the known planets in our solar system try to gather as much information as possible to send back to earth and we got a lot of information from them and one of the things you probably heard recently was that uh, these Voyager probes are already outside of our solar system. They are the only man-made objects. There's three man-made objects that are that are considered to be outside of our solar system. There's Voyager 1, 2, and um, the uh, Horizon probe. I forget. I'm forgetting the name of it right now. But the Horizon one was the one that took pic- like detailed pictures of Pluto and, and got some detailed photos of a lot of other... Um, uh, protoplanets and other objects out way out in the solar system. Like it was a modern probe and, um, but Carl Sagan was more than that. He was, he just loved science so much. And his campaign was always to, to get people to fall in love with science as well. Well, when he sent out the Voyager probes or like when he had NASA, when he helped NASA send out the Voyager probes, these, these things had, this is like 1970s, I think, 1980s. The, the technology in these, in, um, in these devices and these probes is not like super high-tech. High-tech at, at the time, but like for us now, it's not. But at the time, it was like super high-tech. And um, very... They had to they had to calculate all the resources on that thing because everything that it needed to do took up resources. It has like a small nuclear reactor in it. This is before uh, we were like not supposed to be sending out things with nuclear reactors on them, but it was very small. Nothing that could cause like harm if anything ever happened to it. If like the the shuttle had exploded um, or something, whatever was transporting it up into space, it, if that exploded, it wasn't going to be something that was devastating to Florida. But um, had a small little nuclear reactor that would power this probe. And that reactor could only do so much. It's not like a very powerful reactor, very small. But one of Carl Sagan's biggest things was he asked NASA for a huge favor. While the probe was out traveling through space, he wanted it to uh, occasionally, at certain increments, out into space to turn around and instead of taking photos ahead of itself and looking at ahead to the other planets that it was about to approach, he wanted the probe to turn around and look and take pictures of the earth. And the reason why he wanted to do that is because up until then, the only pictures of earth that we ever had were from the Apollo missions where essentially the astronauts went to the moon and took pictures of the earth from the moon. And the, the, uh, the moon is very far from the earth, but nowhere near as far as some other planets. And Carl Sagan wanted to do that to emphasize a point. And the point is what I'm about to read to you. I do not do this any justice. I think Carl Sagan delivers it in the best way possible. 
and there's recordings of him talking about that. And I'm actually going to link that video in this post as well. I think everyone should watch it. It really brings humility and peace and awe and, and just many va- like big emotional words that if you sit there and, and take heed and understand the words that he's saying, they really hit hard and they make you really understand just how much we should stop really hurting one another and really understand that we're just all on a small spaceship that's floating through space and we need to take care of this planet as much as we need to take care of one another as well and, and not take advantage of anything because we only have one earth and that's all we have. But essentially he had the Voyager probes turn around and as they got really far, like, uh, like all the way up to Saturn, um, he uh, was just taking pictures of it until finally all you could see was the earth being very small, like a tiny speck in the vastness of space. And he called this photo a pale blue dot. And so I'm going to read the excerpt right now for you because it was just a small little pixel. And I'll link this article as well with the the wording. And then I'll also link the video of him narrating this. But essentially, this is me narrating his words. I don't think I'm going to get emotional reading it. It's always more when he, uh, when he reads it himself. But essentially, it goes like this. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you have ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species live there on a mode of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilt by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph, and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely indistinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity and all this vastness, there is no hint 
that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the volley of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. I don't know why that variant almost got me. Um... 1994, that's when he said that. Uh, sadly, Carl Sagan passed away. Um, but he touched so many people's hearts um, and got so many people that I respect now as scientists and as, as astronomers. Uh, and he touched their lives and got them into the, the field of science. And I, I love that so much. And he really has left a huge impact for a lot of people. But... Those words right there, like when you sit and think about it, every story you have ever read, every fictional story, every, every single thing you've read in history, every epic moment done by man has happened on this very small planet. And when you look at the scope of the vastness of even our solar system, our planet is so small compared to like the sun, you could fit like a, a like well over like 10,000 earths into the sun. You could easily fit like a thousand earths into Jupiter, um, Saturn, Neptune. They're all way more massive than our, our planet. And then when you, when you think of the scope of just like our galaxy, our earth is nothing. I mean, there are billions of stars in our galaxy And there are billions of galaxies out there in the universe. And for us to think that we are somehow so important, it really is that idea is so challenged by this perspective where you just look and we're so tiny compared to the vastness of the universe. This idea that we think that God is created in our image is insane when you just look at just how massive everything is out there and, and, how insignificant we are. We are like ants to asteroids. I mean, ants to humans, humans are like gods, but beyond humans, there's bigger creature than us. It's like an elephant to an ant. An elephant's like, to an ant is, is something that you'll never be able to traverse in your entire life. It's, it'll take forever. It's such a huge structure. And then the earth to an ant, it must be insane. And so that's what the universe is, is in scope to us, honestly. Like one ant will never be able to traverse the earth. And many generations of ants won't be able to traverse the entirety of the earth. It's going to be the same thing for us. It'll take us multiple generations of humans traveling through space to even navigate a fraction of our galaxy. And so for us to think that we're somehow so important that you know, whatever we do has no relative importance is, is pretty insane. But I, I, I love that. And then there, there's a new one for me. Um, 
And I wonder if I can read this. Yeah, okay. So this is um this was actually written by the guy that actually wrote the story for The Martian, the movie that Matt Damon's in. Uh his name is Andy Weir, I think is his last name. Um he wrote a long time ago a blog post about a a store a short story called The Egg. And I wasn't even introduced to the story until a, a YouTube channel of mine, one of my favorite YouTube channels called Kurskas uh, Act, which does a really great job of animating um, informational videos, like really good engaging videos. They're not boring. It's not like boring infographic videos. It's like really great editing and, and, and animations that really um, nail in the points of whatever subject they're talking about. Most of it is science-related and other is like um, psychology related, um, societal uh, issues that they target. But just, uh, uh, and it's developed by these German guys that make their ch- YouTube channel both in German and in English. And the English is great. But, anyways, they, they animated this story. And I think the story is really great. I'm going to read this one as well. Um, or actually, you know what? I'll save this one for tomorrow. It's actually a little bit longer. And I want to give my thoughts on this one as well. But this one gets me as well. And again, it reinforces the idea of just really respecting other people and treating uh, people as best as you can. Um, I love the, that message. I think we all should gravitate as best as we can to it. And I always am amazed by individuals that have been done wrong so far as like murder, like that African-American that had his brother taken away from him and he, by that female cop that went into the wrong apartment and the younger brother went and hugged the cop and um, forgave her for what she did, even though, I mean, I don't really think she even deserved that. But like to see that kind of level of like promotion of love, like no matter how painful a moment could be is moving. And I think that really moves society more than any level of, of hate could ever. Like when I watched that, that was just unbelievable. And I, I couldn't even relate with that person. I wouldn't even know what to do in their shoes. If someone, if I saw face to face, someone that murdered a loved one of mine by mistake, when I know it was not, um, Yeah, I just I you know, my biggest fear is that as time goes on, we lose sight of of the of that quality of of caring for one another. I don't think it will happen ever to like a, a huge extreme, but it's slowly getting dwindled away and, and it's starting to become more and more uh, a minoritarian or that's not even a word, a minority perspective. And so um but yeah, tomorrow we're going to we're going to talk about the egg by Andy Weir. Uh, because it really deserves its own its own um, podcast. A really great story. And it's a lot longer than the Pale Blue Dot as well. So I don't want to make this too long. Um, but yeah, I'll link this. I'll link the the history of the Pale Blue Dot and uh, a YouTube video of, of Carl Sagan narrating it as well. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. I'm glad I didn't get emotional reading those. Um And I will catch you guys all manana. Peace. Love one another. That's very important. I love you guys. 
And um, yeah, I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.